West of Twin Peaks Radio back again, celebrating the new stuff while embracing the old stuff. I sense a guest artist theme here. Intrigued? Keep it locked right here on West of Twin Peaks Radio with MJ Call on the Lost Church Free Radio, San Francisco. As a young girl, Louis Vuitton, with your mother. Hello, hello, hello. MJ back again from San Francisco with a fantastic episode of West of Twin Peaks Radio. Got a really special show lined up today, including a great chat and deep dive with Greg Loiacono, one of the founding members of quintessential Bay Area band The Mother Hips, who are celebrating their 30th year as a band and putting out brand new music. Walking with Gunga on the street called The Hunger And he's trying to get the boss on the phone That's the Mother Hips off their new LP, Glowing Lantern. Greg joins me in the second hour to dive into the music and chat about how their 30-year retrospective is informing their new music. But first, a whole hour of fresh tunes, starting off with another local legend, San Francisco psych master Kelly Stoltz, who is also commemorating an anniversary, the 20th anniversary of the release of his defining LP, Antique Glow, an expanded edition of which was released in late November. It includes a bonus track of the song Umbrella, which Kelly says he recorded in his home studio in San Francisco with the intent of making a rainstorm with cymbals and a tank crash at the end to create some, quote, real Neil Young Zuma vibes. Here's Kelly Stoltz and Umbrella. Don't you make the same mistakes that I made Don't forget to bring your Find yourself outside on a cold, wet day Being awfully unhappy, fella An old car, he accidentally left the window down And if you're a girl, well, you might see some mascara run But if you're a Some mascara run 
a fantastic way to start the show today. Underneath me right now, you're hearing the London-based surf psych Tarantino-inspired group Los Bichos. Good to go. It's a single off their upcoming LP, Let the Festivities Begin, which is heading our way in about two weeks' time. Before that, a new single from the French-born, L.A.-based Amélie Rousseau, who goes by the project name Sophia Bolt. The song was Secret Memories. You also heard the latest from the Seattle-based group Chastity Belt and Fake, preceded by the Nashville group Twin and their terrific new song, Ha Ha Home. And of course, I started off the set with San Francisco's Kelly Stoltz and a bonus track off the re-release of his classic LP, Antique White. Thanks for listening to us at Twin Peaks Radio today. I'm your host, MJ. Remember, coming up in my second hour, a chat and deep dive with Bay Area guest artist Greg Loicano, co-founder of the band The Mother Hips, who are not only celebrating the group's 30th anniversary, but also the release of their latest album, The Glowing Lantern. But let's make a genre U-turn right now and get back into the music with Rosita Kess, along with Valerie June and their new single, The Life I Used to Live. You know the life I used to live I'm not gonna live it no more You know the life I used to live gonna live it no more I used to live so reckless and I was losing friends everywhere I'd go I'm gonna change my way of living Gonna join the church again. I'm gonna change my way of living. I'm gonna join the church again. Then I can go around and talk religious to my friends. I can shake hands among all my friends Bye-bye, bye-bye I'm gonna live the 
come home because you wanna. You come back home because you wanna know.
That's Jamestown Revival, closing out a chill Americana set with a song off their latest LP, Young Man. Recorded in their home state of Texas, it's their first project without electric guitars and the emphasis instead on songwriting, harmony, and intricate finger-picking. The song I played was Working on Love, nice sediment to start off the new year. Before that, Nick Murphy, also known as Chet Faker, and his brand new band, The Program, with Old Dog off the LP, Taking the Roses, which dropped in December. And I started the set off with that collab between Rosita Kess and Valerie June and The Life I Used to Live. This is MJ. You're tuned in to West of Twin Peaks Radio on Lost Church Free Radio. Thanks for tuning in or clicking on the show today. Tons of new music to share with you, so without further ado, let's hear from one of the hottest breaking bands out of the UK, Wet Leg. Off their self-titled debut EP, this is Too Late Now. Oh, 
your breath everybody that was the cardio section of the show with wake me up by the band foals anchoring the single is off their upcoming seventh party ready studio lp coming sometime this year their first new music since 2019 before that also from the uk nilifayanya and her new single stabilize off her upcoming lp painless which is due in march she has continued to impress me since her debut pre-covid lp called miss universe give it a listen if you haven't already and i started off with wet leg off their debut ep called too late now lots of great sounds coming out of the uk these days and you can hear the influence they're having with music right here across the pond you're grooving to West of Twin Peaks Radio right here on Lost Church Free Radio with me, MJ. My guest artist segment featuring the Bay Area band The Mother Hips is coming up at the top of the hour, but let's hear some more new music from another Bay Area artist. This is Oakland's Nate Brenner of the band Tune Yards and his solo project known as Natronics. This is a new entrancing experimental electronic track called Die of Love.
music also means introducing you to pieces within genres you probably wouldn't normally be listening to, and that's the beauty of West of Twin Peaks Radio. You just heard Animal Collective, a Baltimore-based experimental pop band, and the song Walker. It's the second single off their upcoming album called Time Skiffs. And before that, you heard Oakland's Natronics with Die of Love. Underneath me right now, you're hearing Bonobo and a great club song called Rosewood off their latest LP, Fragments. Let's let Bonobo lead us into another segment of music before the guest artist segment with the Mother Hips at the top of the hour. You're listening to West of Twin Peaks Radio on Lost Church Free Radio. right now from an inspired collaboration between Afrobeat drummer Tony Allen, singer David Okumu, and Jonas Policewoman, who got together in 2019 in Paris to hold improvisation sessions. The result is a terrific new LP called The Solution is Restless. This track is called Perfect Shade of Blue.
up as a weekly thing and then I'm going to see you guys next week at the same time. This is great news. first hour of brand new music with a song from the wonderful soul singer and multi-instrumentalist Curtis Harding and his song If Words Were Flowers off his LP of the same name. Recorded over the past two tumultuous years as a prayer and inspirational bouquet of music for us all. This is MJ and you're listening to West of Twin Peaks Radio on Lost Church Free Radio. Thanks for tuning in today. Time now for my guest artist of the week, a band that has been blessing the Bay Area with music for 30 years now. Founded by college kids Greg Loicono and Tim Bloom in Chico back in the day, divinely inspired, as Rolling Stone put it, by the four great North American bees, the Birds, the Buffalo Springfield, the Band, and the Beach Boys. The band celebrated their 30-year anniversary last summer with the re-release of their album catalog. And then they capped the year off with a brand new album called The Glowing Lantern. We'll chat with Greg in this hour and dive deep into the LP, but let's start with the album's opening track, 
Sunset Blues. Walking with Gunga on the street called the Hunger, and he's trying to get the boss on the phone. We didn't make it a mile when he stopped trying to smile, and I knew that something wasn't quite wrong. Started shaking the giant awaken, but it might have been a special effect. Gunga fell down, he was rolling around, completely void of all in Me and you with the sunset blues, and we're walking west and we're lost to reviving. I can hear you. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Where are you joining me from today? I'm at my house in uh, Novato. The Glowing Lantern, uh, you know, obviously came out during 
what I still call the pandemic. It's not in the middle of lockdown, but it's still in our endemic pandemic, you know, situation. How did you and the Mother Hips had an album come out their first in like five years in 2018. Can you tell me what the genesis of Glowing Lantern was and where it fell within lockdown and whatnot? Obviously, everybody was kind of trying, trying to figure out ways to uh, to get get along in a new new sort of world that we we're living in. And Tim and I were doing um, individually at our own houses, doing live streams, and that was a, a way to keep performing and generate some income too, because people were kind enough to to pay for those performances, you know, as they could. Uh, and then. We started getting together, so maybe over the summer, and and uh, and taking you know, outside and taking walks and taking hikes. And and the label had, at that point said, "Well, you know, we should, I guess, should get into the studio. It would be a really good time to get into the studio sometime soon." And then uh, um, we kind of we started working. This year has been our thirty year anniversary as a band so then that kind of started taking precedent we realized we we're gonna with the labels uh, idea of putting out every record um on vinyl most of them weren't or at least the first first five of them were not so there was a big reissue so then we kind of got lost in that work but the songs tim and i kept passing songs back and forth and then at some point towards the end of 2020 um, the label's like, let's let's book time and let's just do this. So we got into the studio in February um, at, in Oakland to 25th Street, and we <clears throat> recorded. We spent a week there recording, and then we took the material back to mainly at Tim's house and did all the overdubs and mixing there. And we finished the record from you know from the time we started it to the time we turned in the mixed um, final mixes. It was like a, a little over a month, which is by far the quickest turnaround we've ever done. And then the fact that it came out, you know, on December 3rd is the date, date it was released. It came out actually, you know, a few months later. Um, it was remarkable. So by far the fastest turnaround we've ever um, done with a record. If I see the pretty girls the same as you Got loneliness down here too And the light 
attribute the the speed at which it was done to as yeah, compared think, to past projects i think part of it is certainly that, that we had more um uh, more time we you know we didn't have to we, we had time to focus in and work on it and we weren't playing at all during that time except for the live streams and and um so there was that but there was also the uh, fire under our feet from the label saying, giving us deadlines, which <laughs> it was just like being in school. Like you're gonna turn that paper in, you know, this is when it's due. And it, it actually, it worked nicely. And because uh, um, otherwise when there's too much time, you know, oh, we'll, we'll do it late. So we really had to kind of focus in and look at the time schedules we could do and that Tim and I could get together and um, it worked out very nicely. It is my great pleasure and honor to introduce our favorite band, the Motherheads. that if if we had been playing there might have been some some show it might have been more the, the 30th anniversary might have been more based on a couple of shows 
a couple of sort of celebratory shows. Like on our 20th anniversary, we did uh, a few nights up in Chico where actually I think we played three or four shows up there during the whole weekend. But, um, and that was sort of, that's where the, the, the band had started. So that was kind of a, a, a way to, to do a tribute and to have, have a, a good old time. Um, so we probably would have been doing that. We may, we may not have had the time or foresight to, to do the whole um, retrospective of the vinyl. Um, but we would have done something for sure. You know, it's it's uh, yeah, in in one way or another, and this is it, the I think the the most sort of retrospective and looking back, the the way that showed up the most is when Tim and I were receiving the test pressings in the mail. So for each record, you get a test pressing to make sure it's it's uh, pressed right, you know, and make sure it's sounding good, that there's not uh, too much surface noise, and. Um, and so those, a lot of those albums, a lot of those songs, we hadn't heard in years and years. So, and that that we were listening to all those before we went in to make Glowing Lanterns. So maybe there's a little bit of, oh yeah, we used to do this and we used to do that. Maybe there's something, you know, getting sort of inspired by our by our earlier former selves, which which were certainly we we knew very little about <laughs> making music and. Um, and recording music, which is nice because there's there's a lot less constriction and conditioning. We were very free form back then. We just kind of did whatever. We still have an element of that, but you play music for 30 years and you get just like anything else, you get in your habits and traditions. And so maybe listening to that old stuff was, was in a way inspiring to sort of be a little more open and free to see what happens. Can you give me an example of, of a piece of a song off Glowing Lantern that you feel you can hear your young, the influence of your younger self in? Good, good question. Now that I said all that, I have to come up with <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> um, one song that, that makes me, that I thought of immediately is Mountain of Love um, because it goes, it has a lot of different parts. And that's, we used to do that a lot. That's one thing I'd listen to. We weren't afraid to just sort of, we'll put this thing and here's this different time signature. And this is a different key. We didn't even really know. Okay, is that a different key? I don't know. We were just, so in Mountain of Love, again, we've been around for a while and we, we've written a lot of songs and performed a lot. So there's a lot that's just that we do that is a lot better, you know, performance wise and writing wise. Um, than we did back then. But that song had those elements of, it's it, the parts are very delineated and kind of not, not separate, they, they work together, but there's a lot happening. And then at the end, that was a um, the sort of end, um, there's kind of a jam or a, a, for better, a lack of better word, or like an, an outro that's a little more experimental on a, on a single 
sort of motif. And that came up spontaneously in the studio while we were actually tracking the song. So that I think that song's a good example of that, for sure. taken the opportunity really uh, prior to this or prior to the pandemic or the idea about re-releasing these albums of going back and doing a deep listen into your old music? Not, not too much. Um, the only times that over the years where there was more consistent listening to the old music uh, that we had made is when like there's been shows where we'll do an album but we're going to do the, our first album back to the grotto and we have to learn it so you have to go and listen to it because we don't remember how it goes you know i mean there's certain songs yeah. we still play but the songs that we haven't played so that's really um like learning old songs has, has been a way that i've had to go back and listen to the records what what one piece of advice would you tell your younger self um, I'd see say being sort of more open to other particularly to other artists and musicians but also the people that we were working with on on the like on our, our first label with American recordings um, we were very insular and very set in like what we wanted and how it should sound and I'm not gonna say we shouldn't have done that because that's this is that's part of who we are but I think that that would be something like just you know don't be you know be a little more op open to letting other people in you know and and be a little uh, be a little more accepting to to other people's ideas. Um, yeah, that's probably what it'd be. Conversely, what do you think your younger selves would tell you? Hmm. What piece of advice would your younger selves tell your older selves at this point? Loosen up, old man. <laughs> When you started out, there was there was no streaming, there was no social media, there was none of that. Um, 
do you think the mother hips has has gone with the times really well or do you think I, I mean, because, you know, at a certain point when the pandemic hit, you had to stream and, and do all that. Would you would you have been doing, you know, live streams had the pandemic not hit, for instance? Um, probably not. I think we we had done some versions of that, you know, with prodding from agents or labels saying, oh, we you guys should go on and do a you know, do a live stream and talk about the show. And we, we would try to do that stuff, but it wasn't very comfortable and um, it felt pretty forced. But I would say overall, we've been able to sort of keep up to an extent with, you know, moving with technology as far as the social media stuff goes and ways to market and ways to ways to sort of, um, you know, the, the contact with fans for, for better or for worse is a lot greater, you know. Um, and there's a lot of lot of um, benefits to that for sure. To being more in connection, we've always tried to maintain a strong connection with our fan base and the audience. We've never, um, you know, I was saying we were a little insular with other bands and other, but with the fans we weren't. You know, we're, Tim and I and the rest of the guys were always we'd go out and talk to people and 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 like to hear what people are saying, and um, so that's nice. Um, and I think that that part of the social media world, and obviously it's pretty much the only way you can really market yourself these days, get, get the word out about a new record, a new single, a new uh, tour dates, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, and, and doing the live stream, um, you know, I was really resistant, mainly just because it was just such a, dark, you know, it was such a confusing period of time. And uh, Tim talked me into it. He said he did a couple and he really enjoyed it and was able to make a little bit of money doing it. And so once I got into the flow of it, it was a real um, spirit booster. The kid, my kids were playing with me. They're both talented musicians. And it was something we had to look forward to every week. This is a thing, you know, it's just a different way of doing it. Yeah, it's, it, it's not like you can see a sea of fans see visually see a sea of fans yeah but can you feel it yeah you can feel it you know play into a screen yeah yeah and for me i'd had my crew here my wife and the kids and they were either playing with me uh or if they weren't they were like making fun of me while i was playing trying to make me laugh in the back doing silly stuff yeah or singing along or so i if anything i was playing to them yeah i had a, I had a built-in audience of three yeah. Um, so that was good. But no, you see people's name. Oh, there's Rick and there's they pop you know, up. Yeah. Yeah. And and you see friends' names pop up and you're like, oh, cool. You know, and my, my, yeah. my, my folks are out here. My mom would come, you know, and I'd see her name, her chiming in and people would be saying hi to her. And it's, it's you cool. probably end up seeing people, you know, I'm sure your mom doesn't go to every show you do these days, um, no. but she's able to go to all the live streams you do. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was there every yeah. time. Absolutely. And uh, she used to go to all the shows. So, oh, yeah. She used yeah. to come to, to the Fillmore. She'd wear a red red leather jacket. and She'll, she'll still come out once in a while, you know, but uh, not right now. Once, you know, once things settle, settle in a little more um, as far as. The, the health of the, the global health. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, you know, as you said, you're taking the, uh, you're taking uh, glowing lantern on the road, so to speak, in the coming months, but you've already started working on new stuff. Tell me about that. Yeah, that was another, you know, once we turned in this record um, and had it getting ready for manufacturing and listened to test pressings and all that. And we had, Tim and I had produced and mixed this record, which is, um, we usually would have a, uh, a hired producer, co-producer that we'd work with and someone else to mix it. So we, we took on those roles and the label was really happy about what we turned in and suggested, let's, let's get you right back in. Like, let's keep the momentum going and had suggested going out of because we had recorded the last two records at the same studio 25th street in oakland and um he suggested getting out of town and uh, being away from home and sort of getting into a a routine that's really focused on not coming home and doing your thing and then coming really focusing in and so we did and santa fe had come up as an option and we we learned that uh, an old friend of ours named John O'Manson had a studio out there and it just sort of synced up and it was really, really great. So yeah, we have a whole uh, bunch of other basic tracks that we have to start singing and doing overdubs on and, and hopefully this time next year that'll be ready. You released like three singles last year and you worked with Scott Hirsch, who had a terrific album out in, in 2021 as well. Yeah. Uh, when can we when can we see a, a, a Greg solo album hitting the hitting the shelves? Yeah, another the Scott, virtual shelves. <laughs> yeah. I'm super grateful that um, about how much music I have in my life with working with the mother hips and my solo stuff and then um, doing some production work for other bands and then doing work with I work at a couple of different uh, addiction and mental health treatment places around the Bay Area and Sonoma County and I bring a music therapy group into those places so my life is rich with, um, with music and I'm very grateful for that. I was going to say well thank you for the therapy the music therapy because as we know people's mental health is not so great right now so yeah. you know we i thank the mother hips and you for your music and and for your work within you know that that realm and i also want to thank you to for taking the time today to spend you know a good half hour just chatting about music and life and whatnot and and i wish you the best yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a good year i have a good feeling yeah. me too let's make it a good year yeah Let's make it a good uh, a good year. Uh, every every day we have an opportunity to make it make it a good day. So I wish the wind would just blow through me. I wish the wind would stop pushing me around because pushing me around doesn't do me anything. Stop pushing me around 
can just blow on through me A little butterfly waves its wings on the other side again to Greg Loacono for virtually sitting down and chatting about all things Mother Hips and his solo project. With some luck, the Mother Hips will be touring SoCal in the Pacific Northwest in the spring. And keep a lookout for Greg's solo LP coming sometime this year. This is MJ and you're listening to West of Twin Peaks Radio on Lost Church Free Radio. Let's keep this hyper-local hour going with music from a band called Carita, Mississippi Delta born but based in the Bay Area. Not coincidentally, their debut LP, which was released at the end of the year, was recorded in Oakland and produced by Greg Loacono. Here's the song, Where the Creek Won't Run. Well, they're cleaning out the ditches with their Chevrolets in the day job. It's the nighttime and it's hammering haze. No, you can't take that fireball from the flame. And it's warm and it burns, but it's the youth too.
latest from the Bay Area's Moon Alice, and listeners of this show might recognize the female vocals as those of former guest artist the T-Sisters. The song was called Woo Hoo. Before that, you heard Avi Vinokur and his most recent single, Casino Time Loop Nightmare 366. Avi, who's a San Francisco-based mainly folk singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist, got a ton of attention at the end of last year when the Chronicle did an article about his unlikely touring career with Metallica. Great piece. Google it. It's really worth reading. And I started the set off with emerging band Carita and Where the Creek Won't Run off their brand new self-titled debut LP. Got a little more time left to dive into more new music coming from Bay Area artists. Here's a new one from the prolific composer and multi-instrumentalist Michael Bang of Oakland. He toggles in between several projects' names. This is the latest from his project, The Riot Professor, and a new single called Lines. Worship when you're unaware Worship all the
lots happening in the local DIY jangle pop scene. The trio Kids on a Crime Spree are back with a brand new LP, and we'll hear a track from that project in a minute. First, San Francisco's Glenn Donaldson, a.k.a. the Reds, Pinks, and Purples, is releasing a new LP called Summer at Land's End on February 4th. Here's the latest single off that project called Pour the Light In. The breeze is blowing through which the air becomes clear Without love the rest is sorrow Till death will come in The grace of air over paradise I've lived too long in Where dreams were buried And did not grow here All this time Waiting to begin Into an empty soul
That's the East Bay Trio, Kids on a Crime Spree, back with a new LP released today from Slumberland Records called Fall in Love, Not in Line. The track was All Things Fade. That about does it for West of Twin Peaks Radio today. Thanks again to my guest artist of the week, Greg Loacono of the Mother Hips, for chatting and diving into the band's new LP, The Glowing Lantern. As you may have noticed, I've put on hold letting you know what bands are touring and what local shows are coming up because everything is in flux once again. In the meantime, please support local artists by buying their music and merch and not just streaming it. And local venues will need your support as well when things are safer out there, so get ready to get out and support them when the COVID coast is sort of clear. Thanks for tuning in today. You can find West of Twin Peaks Radio Fridays at noon on Lost Church Free Radio or plug into the podcast anywhere you get your podcasts by searching for West of Twin Peaks Radio. You can also follow me on Instagram at WOTP underscore Radio MJ. I'm closing today with music from my guest artist in two weeks, Oakland Cosmic Country Queen Michaela McVeigh. Her new LP, Time Turns Everything, drops on February 4th, and she'll join me for what passes as an album release party. So do not miss Michaela McVeigh on West of Twin Peaks Radio, Friday, February 4th at noon. Stay safe, stay sane, and stay patient. See you in two weeks. Here's Michaela McVeigh and On Naming. Peace. Look at this thing closely, now see it out of frame Let it burn inside you, baby, don't give it a name The name is a thousand ways To erase that which you gaze upon so lovingly Let me go.